Hello, my friend. Welcome one more time to another Bible study here with Gian and Victory Church from Odessa, Texas. I say hello to you. Thank you for watching. This is the episode number four from this Bible study, the letters to the letter from the Apostle Paul to the Romans. And uh, today we are going to read from uh, chapter 2, verses 17, all the way through 29. This is uh, the study that we started recently. You are more than welcome to review the previous episodes. And uh, so we read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Romans 2, 17. What about you? You say you are a Jew. You trust in the law and proudly claim to be close to God. You know what God wants you to do, and you know what is important because you have learned the law. You think you are a guide for people who do not know the right way, a light for those who are in the dark. You think you can show foolish people what is right. And you think you are a teacher for those who are just beginning to learn. You have the law, and so you think you know everything and have all truth. You teach others. So, why don't you teach yourself? You tell them not to steal, but you yourself steal. You say they must not commit adultery, but you yourself are guilty of that sin. You hate idols, but you steal them from their temples. You are so proud that you have God's law, but you bring shame to God by breaking his law. As the scriptures say, people in other nations insult God because of you. Wow, my friend. This uh, beginning of this section today is, is pretty clear, pretty direct. And it's, um, it's embarrassing, actually, you know. <laughs> Let's face it, it's embarrassing. And I'm going to, to share with you some, some thoughts about this section, although Paul wrote this particularly to the, to the Jews. I want you to understand that uh, here in, in, this, uh, in this section also, you can understand that uh, when, when he's talking to Jews, they, they are Jews that might be part of the church or not. Considering that it's possible that they, be, they might be part of the church, it makes sense because the letter was written to the, to the Christians in Rome. So they might be Jews among the Christians in, in, in Rome that they were doing this kind of stuff. So we can say that this portion also applies to any believer. Believer that claims to be close to God, that claims that uh, he or she knows the truth, she knows the gospel, he knows the scripture, etc. So, as I was saying, it's pretty embarrassing because Paul says here, what is the point of you knowing all that? You claim to be close to God and, and you 
you you tell other people i can tell you what to do i i can i can show you the path i know the scripture i know this and i know that but paul says what is the point of saying that you know it when you do exactly the opposite what you claim the scripture declares and and he gives us here two basic examples he talks about uh, three actually two the first one is it's about stealing stealing it is one of the things that probably bothered people the most stealing like cheating it have to do with um betraying the trust of somebody and and we have seen that many times stealing you probably have been the victim of somebody stealing things from you and uh, so that's pretty bad but especially those who who claim to be believers like what Paul is talking here to the Jews because there is an idea among people that if someone is part of a religion if somebody is part of a congregation regardless of what the denomination is in general in the world people have the idea that somebody practices a religion that person is a decent person but what if that person that claims to be a believer is stealing literally stealing things from others and there are many ways to steal you know that you know you can misuse companies resources for your own sake you work for a company it's not your company okay if it's your company it's totally different you own the company and well the resources are at your disposal it's, it's up to you what you're going to do with those resources but if you are an employee you work for somebody you are in payroll so you are literally an employee you work for somebody all the resources are not yours belong to the owner or of or owners of those of that company and you are using the resources of that company for your own benefit that is a way of uh, stealing things many other things that uh, could represent stealing by lying by saying i did this and you didn't and uh, many other ways you know besides the the action of literally taking things that belong to other people which happens all the time and everybody is aware of it but the point here is how can we explain that somebody who claims to be a believer is doing this kind of stuff because those who are affected by those who claim to be believers in our stealing they have a problem with that individual and not just with the individual now let's move to the next part which is adultery same situation adultery has to do with cheating it has to do with betraying your your spouse or betraying somebody somebody else if the person doesn't have a 
uh, if he's not married, he's a single person, but having an affair with a married one, you know, there is a betrayal. This, there is adultery anyways. So when we claim to be believers and we are practicing this kind of stuff, like in the first example that I gave you about stealing, this is what Paul says. You people, you bring shame to God. And that is the reason why there are insults to God. So it's, it's pretty obvious that uh, for, for us believers, the, the standard of a lifestyle, it should be a good standard. It should be a life with it, providing a good example. And probably most of us, we have failed in one way or other in some point in our lives. And... Uh, that takes us to, to a, um, an opportunity, actually, to change. To observe what, you, what we have done and we say, that's pretty bad. And then we decide to change, which is one of the most uh, difficult things to do in life because most people, especially when they get caught or they realize that what they are doing is wrong, they just give up and they say, well, you know what? I cannot do any better. You know, maybe I'm just uh, evil. And and they just give up to the desire of uh, doing better. What is your case, my friend? Perhaps you say, well, that those things do not apply to me because I haven't done anything wrong. Well, if, if you feel that way, well, I'm happy for you. But probably most of us, most of the rest of the people... We know that one way or other we have failed. And when we realize that we have failed, we have the opportunity to come clean to the presence of God and change, and change. There is a third example that Paul uses here. It has to do with idolatry. He talks about stealing idols from the, those temples, taking the idols. And, uh, you know, it could be because they were just... Uh, against the idolatry and they destroy the idols but more likely they probably sold those idols back in the black market and uh, today we probably say as believers well we don't like this kind of activities you know whatever things are there in, in, in the marketplace and we say that's idolatry that's we shouldn't practice those things and, uh, and perhaps we don't. But what if we provide services to encourage idolatry? You see, probably that is another scenario where, where we found ourselves failing. And uh, again, the opportunity is to reflect about it and say, I think I should change. That is what... Paul is talking about here at the beginning of this study today uh, from the verses uh, 17 through 24. But now, continuing in verse 25 through 29, I will read, If you follow the law, then your circumcision has meaning. But if you break the law, then it is as if you were never circumcised. Those who are not Jews are not circumcised. But if they do what the law says, it is as if they were circumcised. 
You have the written law and circumcision, but you break the law. So those who are not circumcised in their body, but still obey the law, will show that you are guilty. You are not a true Jew if you are only a Jew in your physical body. A true Jew is one who is a Jew inside. True circumcision is done in the heart. It is done by the Spirit, not by the written law. And anyone who is circumcised in their heart by the Spirit gets praise from God, not from people. Christianity, my friend, is initially uh, based on Judaism, the Jews, the people of Israel, to begin with, uh, of course, Adam, and then Noah, and then Moses, and the rest of the, the stories that we know, the patriarchs, etc. So Judaism, the Jews, Israel, are absolutely linked to Christianity. Many people don't, don't like that idea. They Sometimes they are against Jews just because. But on the other hand, we have other people that are pro-Jews and they defend Jews and Israel almost blindly. And it, it is like a, if you are a Jew, if, if you are an Israelite, you are blessed. You are part of the chosen one and that's it. Well, it's not that simple. <laughs> it, it is like uh, being born in a family that um, they are decent, and they are hardworking people, they are educated, they are devoted to God, serving the community, and they, they have a good profession, and, and they do good business. The fact that you are born in a family like that doesn't mean that you are going to, to act that way. There are some attributes that are probably part of your nature because you were part of that family. You, you were born and raised in that context, but, but at the end you are going to make certain decisions to prove that you are or you are not like the rest of your family. So similarly happens with Jews and Israel and the people of Israel. That's why Paul says the circumcision itself in the body, that doesn't mean that you are a Jew. In fact, he says the true Jew is the one that is a Jew inside, the circumcision made by the Spirit. Because we believers that represent the Israel of God, that we are the chosen ones, those who proclaim that Jesus is our Lord, we, those who surrender before the name of Jesus, we are the chosen ones. We are the spiritual Israel of God. Because that circumcision was done by the Spirit into and in our hearts. That is what, what really matters here. And he says at the end of this section, And anyone who is circumcised in the heart by the Spirit gets praise from God, not from people. Because it is not at the end what people say or think, <laughs> you know, it is what, what the Lord thinks and, 
and says, so, but listen closely to this thing. When the Holy Spirit comes to us, let, let's go to, to the very beginning of our spiritual walk. We, we were sinners. We were just lost in, in, this, in the world, doing all kind of bad stuff, far away from God. We were not spiritual at all. Perhaps thinking of God here and there for Christmas or Easter once in a while. And we knew about church. We went to weddings and funerals, stuff like that. But deep down in our hearts, we were far away from God. We, from God. we were doing whatever we wanted to do, okay? But suddenly the Holy Spirit decided to, to touch our hearts, to inspire us to change, to repent. That's the work of the Holy Spirit in, in our hearts. So eventually we came to that realization when we saw the truth that we were sinners that we needed forgiveness so we saw that jesus is the son of god and our savior all that is possible because of the work of the holy spirit the holy spirit shows us very important things first of all is that we are lost that we are sinners that we need to change and second we shows, he shows us that there is hope because there is a Savior, Jesus, the Son of God. When the Holy Spirit works that way inside of us and we take that call and we accept his love, instead of rejecting him, we accept him. You know, when we reject the Holy Spirit, which is the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, rejecting the Holy Spirit because the person says, I don't care if I'm a sinner, I'm okay with my life. I don't care about this and I don't believe that and I don't believe Jesus is the Son of God and on and on and on. When we, when we embrace the Holy Spirit, His work is starting to do what Paul is saying here. That is the circumcision done by the Spirit in our hearts, because we got to the first formal spiritual step by surrendering and opening our hearts to receive by faith, by faith in Jesus, the forgiveness of our sins. So that's the first thing. And then slowly we, we are introduced to the doctrines like the baptism in waters, and then the rest of the teachings that will show us the path and one of the things that the holy spirit is going to show us is that so many things that we are used to think used to say and used to do are wrong so his work in our hearts is is done in such a way that he starts is begins to to remove he removes the flesh in our hearts those desires that are unholy, slowly he starts to, to cut it. You see, that's the circumcision to our hearts. And when that is happening, we are praised by God. The Lord is happy with you because you are truly changing. You become the spiritual Israel. You become a, an Israelite. The Israel of God on earth, a believer that the Holy Spirit has done the real circumcision in our hearts. You are a true Jew 
inside. I hope to see you next week. We will continue talking now from chapter three in the following episode. Thank you for watching.